This episode of Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism is brought to you by Pensador Mezcal, a delicious artisanal mezcal produced in southern Oaxaca and based here in London. Pensador actually recently sent me a bottle and it was delicious. It kind of had very earthy and rich tones, a real smokiness, which I think is pretty kind of classic from a mezcal. There was a hint of chili, which shone through when I made some margaritas to my dad's recipe, kind of gave this lightly spicy hint that you might expect from a a spicy margarita but without kind of having to actually add the chili which was lovely but there was this really nice kind of underpinning of an almost like honeyed finished it wasn't sweet by any means but it felt like it really balanced out the slightly stronger more kind of savory tobacco-esque notes which was lovely Pentstall also donate 10% of proceeds back to community projects in Oaxaca based on this and other ethical commitments they've been certified as the world's first B Corp mezcal Head to pensadormezcal.com and use the code FOODISM for 10% off your order. For ad-free listening and access to exclusive subscriber-only bonus episodes, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts and sign up to the podcast newsletter at tinypodcasts.co.uk. The terms money is not an issue to me is sort of like whispering sweet nothings in my ear. Hi, I'm Molly, and welcome to Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism. Once again, I was out of town. I um, went up to a new restaurant in Edinburgh called Lila, which is from a chef called Stuart Rolston, who, if anyone is familiar with Edinburgh, he's got a few other restaurants there. So Azel, which is in the Kempton Hotel in Charlotte Square. He's got Noto. And there's a third one, which I think is called Tipo. I've been to the other two. Azel was easily one of my favorite meals last year. His cooking is just incredible. It was really beautiful food, kind of very Scottish ingredient led. And Azel is, you know, a tasting menu, fine dining. I think it's one of the most criminally underrated restaurants in the country. I don't know how Azel doesn't have a Michelin star or, you know, isn't on the National Restaurant Awards list. And then Lila is his new venture, which is in the 212 Hotel, which used to be home to a Michelin star restaurant. And so he's taken over that space. And I think it's kind of his attempt to probably finally get the kudos that he, I think, already deserves at Azel. But it's a really beautiful restaurant. You sort of start off in, there's a bar area upstairs where they age all of their own meat and fish in a sort of salt chamber. Um, you start up there for a drink and they do snacks, which is always my favorite part of a tasting menu because it's just like one tiny little bite of just flavor and deliciousness. And you can't do too much with it because it's literally just one bite. So and that kind of rang true with this meal as well. They did this really gorgeous soft cheese kind of sandwich between two little bits of crisp. It was really good. And then, yeah, you move downstairs to your table um, for the rest of the meal. It took about it's like a three and a half hour dinner, but it didn't feel too long because everything was really just beautiful plates of food and the wine pairings were really fascinating and I always joke that whenever I go for a meal with my boyfriend he sort of falls in love with one particular dish so there's a restaurant in Padstow called Prawn on the Lawn and he has like a borderline kind of romantic relationship with the potatoes that they do (laughs) and Stu this time fell in love with um there was a really gorgeous wagyu beef dish and then alongside that there was really crispy deep fried sweetbreads with a walnut ketchup and sort of like finely diced radicchio. It was delicious. And walnut ketchup is so interesting because 
that is actually what ketchup originally was like way 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 back in the day they used to call it catsup and that was made from pickled walnuts um and then we went across to glasgow um to visit a friend and we went for lunch to this great restaurant called gloriosa in the west end it's kind of like i feel like i've said this so many times on this podcast but um European small plates but I think probably a little bit more Italian this time a couple plates of pasta some slightly larger meatier dishes we started off with um like taramasalata whipped cotro with radishes and a really lovely sort of creamy chicken livers on toast which was delicious and they did this really wonderful venison ragu which I think is a very fun kind of way to make a pasta a little bit more interesting particularly when you're in Scotland and then the following day we went for we were a bit hungover and we went for dinner to Mother India, which has always kind of been raved to me as being like one of the best Indian restaurants in the country. And don't get me wrong, it was delicious, but it didn't change my life, it didn't rock my world. But it was yummy. It was very cold in Glasgow as well. I feel like they get a very sort of like frigid wind chill there. But um, it was kind of the first time it got me like really properly excited for Christmas and cozy nights and lights and big food and just whiskey. So that's pretty relevant for this week's dilemma, which comes from Billy, who will be coming up to London from Brighton and asks, where can you get a really extravagant Christmas dinner in London? Me and my girlfriend are both terrible cooks and we want to have a really memorable Christmas this year. I want to know where to get a really money is not an issue, fuck off Christmas dinner from. <laughs> well, Billy, I, I'm just really kind of in love with this dilemma. The terms money is not an issue to me is sort of like whispering sweet nothings in my ear. However, I don't know what money is not an issue exactly means to you. So I've tried to come up with a, with a couple of options. The first is the Colony Grill Room at the Beaumont, which on Christmas Day is doing seven courses for £195. You kick things off with a smoked goose and foie gras terrine. Then you have lobster and tarragon dumpling in shellfish bisque. And then obviously a classic turkey with all of the trimmings. Two different puddings, cheese, and pity fours. So, I mean, that is a Christmas feast if I've ever heard of one. The Colony Grill Room is gorgeous. It is this really old world kind of New York style, almost, I guess, New York style brasserie looking. You've got these really gorgeous red leather booths, really beautiful paintings sort of along the walls. It feels a little bit like stepping back in time. They also have a really phenomenal wine list, so... It's just kind of one of those rooms that you would want to sit in for hours on end. And every time I've been there for dinner or for a meal, it feels very festive. So I felt like that was a great way to kick things off. And I should actually probably say that all three of my suggestions are restaurants and hotels, which I didn't actually do on purpose. But I think obviously on Christmas Day, the stuff that's open is fewer and further between. And if you're a hotel, your restaurant does have to be serving food. And we're very lucky and spoiled in London that hotels have very good restaurants in them for the most part. So I also note that coming up from Brighton, if I'm telling you to go and get a money is no issue meal, 
that I'm sure will be accompanied by wine. And I'm not entirely sure if this is correct, but I'm pretty sure the trains don't run on Christmas Day. So why don't you just treat yourself and money, <laughs> if money's not an option, and get a hotel room too. Now, if we're really saying money is not an issue, why don't you just go hell for goddamn leather and go to the Ritz? Which, first of all, I would do simply because I think it's huge bragging rights to say, yeah, I'm spending Christmas Day at the Ritz. Coming in at £600 for lunch and £420 for dinner, it is an extremely affordable Christmas meal. No, um, I mean, look, that is big money, but I imagine it's worth it. Dining at the Ritz is is like going to the theatre. The room there, it's like being in Versailles or like something out of Bridgerton. There's like paintings all over the roof. Everything's got gilded edges. It's like proper top buttons, starch service, but still friendly. They come and do a lot of stuff table side. So when you get the crepe Suzette there, they do that table side and the whole thing gets lit up in flames. And it just has one Michelin star. I honestly don't know how because it is one of the most phenomenal meals I've ever had. I really can't think of anywhere that would be more extravagant or just extremely luxe to spend Christmas Day if you've got a sweet, sweet 600 pounds going spare. Um, they actually don't have loads of information about what the menu is going to be like online, but I imagine it's just going to be probably the best version of Christmas dinner you've ever had in your life. Apparently, they'll also have Santa Claus walking around at lunchtime giving gifts to kids because I guess um, that's how things work if you have £600 to spend on lunch at the Ritz. The Ritzy Santa Claus gives your kids presents. This is also just reminding me of the one time that I had Christmas lunch at a restaurant. We were in New Orleans with my family and my sister booked this restaurant for Christmas Day and it was just a disaster from the get-go. Like we got there, they were like super understaffed. It was this gorgeous old restaurant in New Orleans. They sort of like lobbed this loaf of bread on the table that was so hard you could have knocked someone out with it. Like they kind of just never brought any food so we ended up just getting extremely drunk off loads of wine with nothing in our stomachs when the food eventually did arrive it was just as we were about to give up and leave and it was borderline inedible like saltier than the ocean itself just so bad so we all kind of left drunk and in a bad mood my sister and I went on to have a fight and I think I threw a sparkly sequined makeup bag at her head the third option, if sort of, I've kind of gone a bit Goldilocks about this, like if £195 is not enough money and £600 is too much money, then why don't we go to Claridge's restaurant, which is £495 per person. You get an amuse-bouche, three courses, cheese, dessert, and then petit four. I really liked this because the selection of mains was turkey, or a squash pithivier, roast beef, or roast halibuts. We're sort of covering every base there, depending on what you're after. And if you kind of feel like turkey is a, an extremely overrated Christmas situation, then you can go for beef or fish or the squash pithivier, which I think is a lovely way to do a vegetarian main as well. But yeah, the Claridge's restaurant is stunning. It recently reopened after a long refurbishment and they sort of had different named restaurants in there and they've actually just reopened it as the Claridge's restaurant with this really talented Irish chef who's kind of just cooking extremely classic, beautiful dishes, but without, I guess, this kind of weight of it being, you know, like a named restaurant or a particular kind of destination. I think they've sort of just looked at the hotel and thought, 
let's just cook the kind of food that you would expect from a hotel of this kind of standing. And they're also doing this little Christmas deal where you can stay there for three nights and they give you a Christmas tree in your room and Santa comes on Christmas morning and all of this stuff. Claridge's, they get a different artist to do the Christmas tree in their foyer every year. And I feel like just no hotel does Christmas quite like Claridge's. So there we go. If um, the Colony Grill Room is too cheap and the Ritz is too expensive, then perhaps Claridge's will be just right. I did just want to throw in a fourth option. It's it's an extremely different option, but um, it is always without fail open on Christmas Day. It was one of my favorite places to eat in London. Uh, it is Thai Abs, <laughs> uh, which is a Punjabi restaurant down in Whitechapel. They do the best lamb chops I've ever had in my life. I dream of their dry meat, which is a slow cooked, the clue is in the name, dry curry, where the meat is literally just like melt in your mouth and it's packed full of spice and flavor and it's BYO. So if you wanted to go, money is not an issue, you could go and get your hands on some of the most expensive bottles of wine you possibly can, take them along, drink like a 500 pound bottle of Bordeaux red while you're eating at Tyabs, which as far as I'm concerned, is the perfect combination of high-low because I think it's fun to do something different sometimes on Christmas Day. Right, there we go, Billy from Brighton. I hope I've given you some great options for your festive feast and I hope just like Goldilocks, one of them is just right for you. And if you ever want to take anyone else out for a money is not an issue meal, I'm here and would happily eat your money for you. We will see you next week for a slightly less festive option because that's about enough Christmas for me for one day. And if you yourself at home have any dilemmas you need any help with, then please email us on shows at tinypodcasts.co.uk. Otherwise, I will see you next week for more delicious dilemmas. I am Molly Kodaya and this is Restaurant Recommendations with Foodism. See you next time. To get the beautiful print edition of Foodism straight to your door for free every other month, head to foodism.co.uk slash subscribe.